Hello, welcome to Bell Tower Hour, the inaugural episode of our spring 2021 season. I'm the new host, Nicholas Moore. Honored to be here. I've got some big shoes to fill. We're here in the studio with artists, musicians, Temple students, rock and rollers, Heat Loaf. Okay, I'll start. I'm Margot Whips. I use she, her pronouns, and I play guitar and do main vocals. I'm Beck. I use um, they, them pronouns, and I play bass and sometimes do vocals. I'm Pax. I use they, them pronouns. I play sometimes rhythm, sometimes lead guitar, and also sometimes uh, backup vocals. I'm Raven, and I play drums. I use she, her pronouns. And I'm also here. I don't want to get, a, get ahead of myself with uh, media department manager, Maria DiPietro. Say thank you to her. You can say whatever you want. Hi guys, I'm Maria. <laughs> I use your pronouns. And I'm also here with Dylan McGonigal, uh, A&R department uh, manager. Hello, um, <laughs> any pronouns will do. So just like some basic starter questions, when did y'all start playing music? Not necessarily as a band, but as individuals. I don't know. I person, my dad, uh, on Tar Store in 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 Bucks. Am I allowed to swear? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. In Bucks County. I was, um, I was just waiting for somebody else. <laughs> um, in Bucks County, and so I got started playing guitar really early because I had to, because <laughs> um, my dad it was it wasn't an option not to. Um, yeah. So I've been on that for a long time but I was the last member of the band to join so like Heat Loaf have been playing music longer yeah. than me together we've got we've got questions about that don't, don't yeah. do it. I've been playing music my whole life I've, my whole life I'm a musician um I started piano when I was like five and then I started playing um stand-up like classical bass in um nice elementary school and then I switched to electric when we decided to start heat loaf so yeah I've only been playing electric bass for like a year and a half two years at this point yeah nice I started I've played instruments since I was little too like I played piano I played viola in orchestra oh, yeah. <laughs> um and then I learned actually electric bass when I was I think a sophomore in high school and then I taught myself how to play guitar more so in college and then I guess Beck and I came together and I was like I know how to play guitar now so we can have a band and that's kind of how it started <laughs> so yeah um I've been playing music for a while I mean I started playing piano when I was like six um for two years and then I switched to drums when I was like eight and then I just been playing drums since um yeah so I've been in I've been like in a couple of bands, I guess. Like, not real bands, though. Like, this is the most <laughs> legit band I've been in. <laughs> oh, me and Raven also both did School of Rock. We're both School of Rock kids. We went to oh, different nice. ones, but... <laughs> yeah, I love School of Rock. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Most alums speak very highly, yeah. so... How, why, when did you guys decide to start a band? Well, me and Margot were the the first to start, start the ideas, <laughs> the ideas, the flow. Yeah, it was freshman year of of college, and we were just kind of like, we really want to start a band, preferably like a no boy band. Like we just want to like be surrounded by people we're comfortable with, and like kind of make a community that we felt safe making music in. I know it's kind of particular to be starting that way, but that's kind of what we wanted to build. So we were like, we don't know anyone who plays guitar besides us. We don't know anyone who plays drums. So we were kind of like, what do we do? So we were like, let's make flyers. Like, let's make like flyers to find um, a drummer. So we were like, um, we drew like a drum set and we were like, if you're not a boy who plays drums, can you like email us? Like, that'd be great. And we were planning on putting them up. And then we like, it like, we lost track, I guess. It was like the end of the semester. And then started yet at this time. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then I was, <laughs> I was on Tinder and I put in my bio basically that I wanted to start a band yeah. with Margot. And then I saw that Raven had put on her Tinder that she was a drummer. So I super liked her and I was like, you changed your bio. I, I changed my bio. I was like, if I super liked you and you're that girl that plays drums, please hit me up. I need a drummer. So we actually, that's how me and Raven met. We and then we and then we just messaged her and we're like, hey, do you want to meet or something? Yeah, I think I sent her some of Margot's demos and she was like, this is amazing. This is exactly what I'm looking for. So that's how <laughs> that's how the three of us met first. Yeah. Yeah. I also was like, I also had made a flyer and was planning to hang it up, but school hadn't started yet. I just transferred to Temple. So um I was like, I know I want to be in a band. Yeah, we were we were really hoping that like us and Raven would have been like putting up posters at the same time and like look across the hall and be like, oh my god, but to, like drop flyers and like crouch down and touch each other's hands. Yeah, like, literally like. <laughs> no, we didn't get that, but we I think the Tinder thing is pretty a close second. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. It's still pretty good. Yeah. That is that. I just want to cut in. That's one of the greatest origin stories that's incredible. in my entire yeah, the, life. That's the so dichotomy cool. of like flyers to Tinder, <laughs> which is really crazy. Tinder can find you love and drummers. That's what we're learning. <laughs> that's all. Awesome. Whatever you need, it's there for you. You really can if you just put in the bio. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking, I was like, oh, I'm going to hang up flyers, but I want to start a band now. What can I do now? And I was like, oh, well, I'll just write that on my drummer on my Tinder, and then I'm looking for a band. Thank God. Worked Thank out within a day. That's smart. <laughs> Super liked. <laughs> I feel like people use Tinder now like it's Craigslist, and I really <laughs> love it. Networking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then to, to move on from that, um, we got together, we started playing together in, I say the fall of our sophomore year. So last fall, 2019. 2019. Yeah. Um, and then we got a whole EP together and stuff. We played one show in December and then I went abroad. So we didn't play after that. And then, you know, the COVID, the COVID hype um, <laughs> <laughs> that happened. Um, and then I, I knew Pax through mutual friends and I was just like, maybe they want to be in the band with us. So I, we kind of reached out virtually and sorted that out and kind of, I talked with Raven and Beck and everyone's like, yeah, that's cool. So kind of Pax was added virtually as well. Like it was never like, I just kind of sent them again, sent them demos and they were like, this is cool. And I was like, okay. Um, so I've never met Pax. Yeah. No. Yeah, we met each other for the first time at band practice. Yeah. Me and Raven. Um, it's like, yeah, I feel like it, I feel like it was in like of twenty twenty that you asked me to join, and you like sent me a bunch of demos, and I still have this video on my laptop. I took like a photo booth video of me playing guitar through like a cigarette box amp, mm-hmm. um, of me being like, "Hey, Margo." this is what I think should go here. And it's like three minutes long of me just doing like little riffs through this like teeny tiny plug-in amp. Um, I don't know. It's cute. Cute yeah. always. And, and I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah. That's incredible. You guys are like the most online band ever. We made it yeah. really no. We're all Vocaloids. Yeah. <laughs> We're not real people. <laughs> We only played one live show. Kind of sad, though. It's depressing. Very sad. You'll have your chance, hopefully. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. I don't want to speak too soon. This I could be the so. end of things. Y'all got a lot of listeners, though, for, like, you guys have, like, 575, whatever, something like that, listeners on Spotify. Yeah. They want it's live cr- shows. That's impressive, yeah. That's, it's crazy. That's numbers. Yeah, we don't really know how. Like, every day I wake up and I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> like, this doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but it's not that I'm not happy about it. It's it's amazing, and I'm very thankful. Um, I appreciate that people like our music. Like, we're just making it for the hell of it. Like, we're doing it for fun, and it's cool. That's something that we think is fun and care about that other people appreciate. So... Yeah, I think also part of the less being so quick to get listeners so fast when like we didn't really have a ton going for us before that is like you have friends at WHIP and like 
I work at WPRB and I think between like small college radio stations in like the Jersey, Philadelphia area, we're getting like a lot of radio play for some reason. Um, and I'm getting like mine who listen to both stations, like texting me and being like, Hey, you're on the radio. Like what's going on? I'm like me. I'm not DJing right now. Cause I, I work at WPRB, but it's like, I like turn it on. It's just my band playing and I have nothing to do with it. And the people DJing don't know that I'm in the band. It's very silly. It's a very cute, fun thing. Yeah. We also have a lot of listeners in Canada for some reason. Yes. Really? Yeah. Like a ton. <laughs> no, anyone and in like Canada? Israel. <laughs> Well, like thanks guys like cool well i guess you know we're gonna have to go on tour um, oh yeah we'll be over there just wait so back to still touching on like origin story stuff how did the name heat loaf come about it was we were me and margo were literally just like riffing <laughs> we were like talking about like really stupid punny band names yeah that's actually where a lot of our well a lot there's only two the the name for our EP both of our, our album, album yeah yeah we're also just us around that one day we really like doing like games where you like mess with words like to this is so stupid we just like we'll mess with words a lot and heat loaf is just like one of accumulation of like times we were talking we were like that that would be such a cool band name like that's so funny and then we were like oh I guess we have to make a band now yeah. I remember we came to Raven we were like so we already have a name for the band do you like it she's like yeah <laughs> we we're like okay but yeah it was just like some random name we came up with just riffing off weird words and we were like that's so funny and we were like okay so every album has to like slant rhyme with that <laughs> so that's apparently some guy in w WPRB awarded us best band name of his set. That's nice of him. <laughs> yeah. Deserved. Yeah. I love our band name. Like when you told me, I was like, I, I can't even argue at all. Like th that's the perfect band name. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, we had like our stuff. When I tried to release one of our singles, they like flagged it, like our distributor. They were like, um, it sounds like meatloaf. And I was like, but it's not. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, you're right. Okay, it will go through. <laughs> I was like, that's completely so brand new word. Yeah, I was like, it, okay, it sounds like it. Like there are lots of words that sound like other words. Doesn't make it like copyright. <laughs> yeah, but just a random, random word we came up with that we thought was funny. So we decided that it would work for us. My mom hates it. <laughs> she thinks it sounds like really gross. Yeah, we got that too. They were like, it sounds like poop. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we were like, well, it's our name. <laughs> In the past year, a lot has happened, obviously, uh, but you guys gained a new band member. Um, so we've already met Pax, but what inspired you to add a second guitarist? Was that kind of always in the cards? Like you always wanted a second guitarist or the opportunity just kind of presented itself. I think we always wanted a second guitarist or like a keyboard, just something to like round it out a little Do a bit second more. like melody, have, so have some kind of lead guitar. Because like, as I said, I taught myself guitar. I would not consider myself very good. I would just get by. So I was like, I would prefer to have someone who's like knows what they're doing more so and like can play parts that I can't play while I'm full on singing. Um, so that was something we always wanted. It just didn't work out in the first round of finding people when we found Raven. Um, but I think it was always something that we wanted. And once I met Pax, like through my other friends, I was like, oh, Pax is what they're doing. I might ask them. But it took it took me gut, like it took me waiting to ask because I didn't want to be like like a burden to them. Be like, do you want to come to my band and play for my band? Like I just felt like I was being annoying. So I waited to ask. For sure. I don't know if Raven wants to say anything. Yeah, I was going to say, didn't you also have, like, keyboards in your demos? Yeah. Like, another part, originally, yeah. Yeah, you sent me demos with, like, small, like, uh, keyboard melodies, and I was like, this is this is really cool. Maybe I'll, like, pop a synth in there. And then I just never did, and just went <laughs> full guitar. <laughs> Maybe next time around we'll work with that. But yeah, it's more so that I just wanted those melodies to be in there, but I myself wasn't able to do it because I was playing just, like, the regular chords. So, yeah. Not saying that I can shred or anything, but... I do well. <laughs> you were raised in the guitar store, so I would I would yes. believe it if you told me you did. Uh, this is gonna sound this is gonna sound fake. When I was an infant, uh, I slept in like fuzzy gig bags, like guitar case gig bags. That sounds really comfy. 
No, I I think it was. I apparently slept very well. So you you are a shredder. You deserve the title. You were literally born to be a shredder. Involuntary shredder. Yeah. (laughs) In my sleep. Moving on. You guys already kind of mentioned this, but um, your self-described no boy band, which I think is really fun. Like, that's just a cool plan. But um, what significance does gender and identity play in your art? Uh, this is really interesting because, like, it's been an issue for us. Yeah. Really. Like, slight, not a bad issue, but, like, something we've been trying to sort. Because when we started this, we were, like, we're making a girl band, specifically. Um, but now we have two members who are non-binary. So we were, like, what, how do we describe ourselves? Because we're not, we wouldn't consider ourselves to be, like, a regular band that has boys in it. Like, not to say that that's mean, I'm sorry. I kind of said that in a mean way. Um, <laughs> But we were like, how do we describe ourselves? Like, how do we even categorize ourselves now that we aren't all girls? Like, we don't all identify as women. So I think we were talking to our roommate Mara about it. And she was like, you're a no boy band. And we were like, oh, my God, we're so yeah. stupid. It took us so long. We were like, well, we are all queer. Yeah. And I was like, that's so gay. I'm not, we're not doing that. Um, queer no, no offense. No offense. No, that's really, that's really gay. We didn't yeah, yeah. Um, but when we started, we were like, there are no like Philly DIY bands that are just women or just femme. That we just, knew. Like, yeah. They, thems or whatever. It was like, it was like a lead woman singer and like all, all dudes men. backing yeah. or like whatever. And we were like, I mean, fine, but it's tired. Like we want to do something. We want to be revolutionaries or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we wanted, we definitely wanted to have queer people and women mm-hmm. being our band. And like I mentioned before, it was, for me, it was about creating a space where I felt comfortable playing and like sharing my full on ideas without being like worried about it. And I felt like for me personally, I would feel safest sharing those ideas with like, like women or like queer people. So that was kind of like the start of it too. Like when I was learning bass and stuff, I would play mainly with boys too. So I was just like, I don't like this as much. I want to try to do something like build my own safe space community type thing. So that was pretty much the plan. Yeah, and our first album was produced by a man. Yes. And it, it no offense, we we were very appreciative. Thank you to but Matt. Thank, thank you, you to Matt. Matt. <laughs> it was like a very uncomfortable experience. Yeah. And I think he would agree with us. Yeah. Um, but this, you know, the second time around, we're like, we're like, you know, self-produced packs and their girlfriend were the ones doing all the mixing and stuff. And it was just so much easier. And it turned like, out so much better. It turned out so much better. And like, we felt comfortable bringing our critiques to them and mm-hmm. like that kind of thing. So... Just all women and fans and they thems. That's yeah. that's all I want. <laughs> that's what makes our space. I think that's how we've cultivated our space, and I think it shows through like that our music sounds better when we when we stay true to that like space too. <laughs> So do you feel like working with um, non-boys and people that you're comfortable around, how do you feel like that fosters creativity? Because you can certainly notice like changes throughout the music that you guys have released. Yeah, it's just, it's just, we're mostly comfortable to present our ideas and play like (laughs) playing in front of men like not like we did one performance so I don't know but and it was a long time ago I think we would be very different now yes but like the being our in control of our creative process and having people who relate to us and like won't won't judge I guess I don't know if you guys have something else you want to say about it yeah rave impacts I was going to say, I think like having a a workspace filled with just like women and other queer people, whether it's like four of us or whether it's like, you know, our, our circle that we work with, I think it like leaves a lot more space for like vulnerability to be comfortable, whether it's like in physically playing music or like writing lyrics and like shooting ideas. I don't know. I feel like it's a lot easier because like 
men and straight people can be scary and I he the members of heat loaf to me are not scary so <laughs> I, was, I was just gonna say that yeah I definitely feel more comfortable I don't have much to add but yeah <laughs> so true Rafe no I t- that was that was kind of the word I was looking for that pack said vulnerability it's, it's much easier to be vulnerable with with queer people <laughs> yeah and I think I'm more willing to like write whatever I want to say like I'm just like whatever I know they won't judge me and they'll most likely not be listening to what I'm saying anyway like we can write a song about bugs and it flies like yeah. exactly. mm-hmm. I found yeah, a, a bug in my room last night and I tried to pet it and it ran away Raven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah may I ask what kind of bug it was I didn't I'm not like a house centipede. If it was a house centipede, was, you're, you're crazy. It was, like, <laughs> it, it was not that one of those. Uh, I don't know what it was. It was like a, it was like flat guy, and he had like little antennas sticking out. Actually, they were pretty long. That sounds like a house centipede. It's like a roach. <laughs> it wasn't big though. It was like really small. A baby, a baby roach. A baby roach. I don't think so. <laughs> There's a lot of bugs out there, guys. There's a lot of bugs. No. <laughs> all of the bugs. I saw a house centipede in my bed the other night, and I was like, oh, my God. Move gotta, out. Move out. Throw the whole thing out now. Burn, Burn the bed. Out. My fucking house down. Yep. No, I saw it on my sheets, and then I was like, I went to get a paper towel, and by the time I came back, it was just- Oh, it bad. was gone? Yeah, that was the, easily the scariest yeah. moment of my life. Yeah, you better move out. <laughs> okay, enough enough bug talk. Else I'm going to have to <laughs> get out of the chat. Um, so, big questions. On New Year's Eve of last year, you dropped your debut LP, Sweet Stroke, um, almost like a year exactly from your first EP. I think like only the difference in a couple of weeks. Um, so, it goes without saying, a lot has changed in the past year, both for your band and for everybody else. Um, And so from a writing and recording and just being in a band and being a a person that makes music perspective, how did your process change for making the album from the EP? I'm not, I'm not totally sure. Um, I write, I write all of our songs um, and pretty much come up with the majority of what's played besides Raven. I can't write drums. So Rave does all that. Um, but I would say for process changing, I think for, I, I speak for everyone in saying it's hard to be creative in a time of like <clears throat> being home all the time. I felt very stuck a lot of the time. Like I wasn't making progress, blah, blah, blah. But I had just a really hard goal I was like I'm we are making an album that's going to be 11 songs and it's going to be out before the end of the year and it's going to be amazing and so I think just having that and like working from I think I wrote the first song of the album in the spring of 2020 so I was just reeling on that I was like you know what this this time sucks but we're gonna make up for it um and I don't think we finished the last, like, I didn't write the last song on the album until October. So it was like a full on, like, it took a long time, but um, we eventually got through it, obviously. But it wasn't easy. I definitely called Beck a lot. and was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Help me. And I would play something and they'd be like, no, this is good. Like, don't worry about it. Yeah, that's like, what I was going to say. Like, yeah. And Margot was the one writing, obviously, like the whole time. She was in Rome writing stuff. She was in Ohio writing stuff. Like we were on FaceTime all the time or, yeah. like, texting. And she was like, I don't know. I don't really like this. And would send me something. And I'm like, that sounds amazing. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, so, I mean, I, I think Margo's a genius, but maybe I'm a little biased. Um, yeah. And then I think, I think this go around was a little more like collaborative just because the first time around, I literally had just started playing the bass. So I was just playing whatever Mar- Margot said. I had no input. I didn't know what to say or, or do. Um, but this time I was able to like come up with some of my own stuff. And like, mm-hmm. I was, was really, really fun. Able, yeah, it was really fun. Um, and it's obviously it's much easier because we live together. But um, once we all came together and started practicing, it was just like so exciting. It magic was like, in the air. It was like magic. <laughs> and like 
yeah, we were we were still writing stuff um, yeah, up until like, we were recording. Oh, it was so stressful. Yeah, and and we recorded in a friend's basement, um, mm-hmm. and then Paxson and Evie mixed it mixed it from home. So everything was really done in house. In house. Yeah, but definitely, I'm just like a very Type A person. It's hard for me to like let things go, but I think. I'm okay with letting this go. Like, I think it went well. So, but that's why I'm, I was like sending you stuff and being like, it's out of the world. <laughs> like for literally everything, but yeah. it turned out okay. I don't know if either of you want to speak on it. Maybe Raven, you can talk about like the difference between this go around versus <laughs> our yeah. first run. Yeah. When we were coming out with our first couple of songs, like we had just met, I didn't really know you guys. And we were like, you guys were like, oh, Margo's leaving. Um, Should we at least try to play one show before she leaves? And I was like, yeah. So like, let's just like bang these out. But like, we didn't really have time. I feel like to just like relax. We were kind of just, I feel like I kind of just like threw in drums and then that was that. But with this album, um, we really like got to know each other more and then like really collaborated. And um, yeah, just had more time to think about things Mm -hmm. yeah like I don't know I wasn't there for the first EP I wasn't even at the first show I'm a bad band member I'm in Heat Loaf I've never seen Heat Loaf live Um, (laughs) but uh, yeah once we got like all the songs together and we started we entire album in one weekend we like recorded we did scratch tracks um, for the I think we we recorded scratch tracks for the guitar and bass and then kept the drums and then like the second day recorded car over again um, and did all the vocals. The whole thing was done in like maybe 12 hours total. Yeah. Um, and then me and my girlfriend, Evie, who's asleep upstairs, um, we like mixed the whole album in my room of like the following two months, which was really cool to be like directly involved with it. Cause like I, produce a little bit and I mix a little bit but this is my first time working with like conventional instrumentation and like a full band because I make like weirdo like dream pop like I don't make like indie rock on my own time so it was like really interesting to work with like live drums instead of a drum machine yeah we recorded that really fast yeah (laughs) like get us out of this basement well because we were using someone else's space so we were like we'll just do it as fast as we can yeah I feel like I I, I didn't even know what the drums sounded like. And I was like, I hope they're good. And then <laughs> would, like send me a song. Like slowly I'll be like, all right, all right. I like this. Like, yeah, we literally like didn't have enough mic stands when we were recording and like duct taped a microphone to a pole. Like it was like very fast and very janky, but it sounded and ended up sounding really good. Yeah. You, you got to make it work. You would never be able to tell, like listening to it. Yeah, you really wouldn't. It, <laughs> you the, the did a good job. Fake it till you make it. Type. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you kind of touched on this already. Recording during a pandemic, uh, doing anything creative during a pandemic, kind of sucks. You're all nodding your head in agreement. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, how did you? How did you stay motivated? recording an entire album during this like that sounds miserable (laughs) yeah how did you keep your head on your shoulders it was really just like we did it all in like one weekend and like the rest of that week we we just touched up some stuff yeah the recording the actual recording wasn't too bad no and I think we also have a very like strict schedule we practice every week together and when we did practice we would play every song two times so it was like we were like very like we were practicing our stuff we were getting really good at it and even though it sounds like oh it's like a lot of work every week playing every song every single time but it was like so fun like this is like one thing that I like kind of feel like I get to let go and it's kind of a break for me so like playing and recording during a pandemic was kind of like a really nice time like it was like a time where I got to be creative and it didn't matter and like how it came out no one would really care like if they like it they like it if they don't they don't so um I think especially because I'm in a creative major like I'm in graphic design so like having something that's creative but it's not 
on the line. Like, it's just like, this is just fun. This is like a nice break for me specifically. It was also like nice to just have something to do. Like the whole beginning of the pandemic and when everyone was actually in their homes, I remember there was a couple of songs and I was just like playing along to them. And it was really nice to like actually work on something. Do you think that it was kind of like, instead of being a burden, it was like a relief for you during the pandemic? Yeah, like. Yeah, especially, I don't, is she going to listen to it, Miss Miss Allie? What? This thing, I don't know. Oh. We, this was, one of our songs was specifically like, uh, a way to like relieve some anger and like I think that was my first experience actually like songwriting we wrote it together Mm -hmm. lyrics yeah only hard feelings is what we're talking about yeah there was there was a big drum situation and we were trapped in the house because it's a pandemic and we just sat down and wrote in like 30 minutes because we were so angry yeah and it's a nice nice so for that too it was like it's writing music is a good way to process stuff that's going on so it was helpful in that way too for sure I, uh, I also noticed you guys dropped a couple singles on the lead up to the album, which personally I'm a big fan of, but um, kind of in like the age of the surprise album drop. I feel like especially during like obviously like past 10 years or so that's been happening, but especially during quarantine, people are just releasing music out of nowhere. Um, what inspired you guys to kind of do like an actual lead up to the album? Was it, was it more out of like necessity or like, yeah, you just had tracks or what was going on there? It it was something that we wanted to do. I think, yeah, we didn't like, we weren't like, oh, this one's done. Let's just drop it. We were like, no, we have a date. We want to release something before the album comes out. I always liked, like, I know you're talking about nowadays, it's more common to just drop stuff. I always like when there's like a lead up to an album when they're like, oh, little like little relieving something. Maybe you should come look at the other thing once it's out. Like I like building hype. Like it's so much better. And I was like, if we're able to build hype for this, like let's do it. You know. Also, if you remember, uh, we already had two songs mixed before we did the rest of the album because uh, Raven was working at Vans and we wanted to enter this like, (laughs) we wanted to enter this like Vans sneakers indie band competition where you would just like, I don't even, Raven, do you remember like what the competition, I don't even know what it was. I just know that we like mixed demos and we were like, here you go Vans and then nothing happened. (laughs) That's why we had two singles. (laughs) The week of like before these things, there was like a Vans competition and they were like, just like picking bands, whatever. I don't even know what it was. Like I was just like saw it and I was just like, guys, we should enter this because we finished all our songs. I was like, we should just record two really quick and just at least send it, just to send it. Like mm-hmm. um nothing happened, but, but. <laughs> no free shoes, nothing. No, nothing. They didn't like us. Sponsorship. That's you gotta lock down that band sponsorship. It's very valuable. I've, I've heard. I don't have a sponsor. <laughs> as far as the new album goes, or maybe just like for the bands, like just the entirety of the band, were there any sp- specific artists or like releases in particular that inspired the newest projects? Maybe where you're going, where you were at. I'm very inspired by probably whatever I listen to, but I don't specifically like pick influences a lot of the time. Um, I really feel like Dear Nora specifically, if you know who that is. Um, I really love their music Um, and I find that to be really inspirational because they kind of make a lot of songs that are like even the finals kind of sound like demos but they're still really good. Um, I also thought the Beths were really inspirational to us this this time around. I don't know if you know them. I think they're from Australia. Um, New Zealand I think. New Zealand and then maybe like Emily Yacina I was going to say, like, yeah. very Philadelphia indie soft rock of us to be, like, Emily Asina, Alex Rogers, yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that type of stuff. It's hard for me to pick influences, though. I feel like everyone always has, like, such, like, nice ideas of what they're inspired by, but I'm always like, I don't know. Whatever. I think the bets for sure for yeah. like a couple of the like faster songs yeah. because Margot knows that I really like to play fast music. So she was trying to get me a couple fast songs. Mm-hmm. In there. It's hard for me to write fast songs. Yeah. So I definitely was a little bit of like a push to do, to do something faster. And mm-hmm. then you showed me that that's album. Mm-hmm. What is it? 
jump rope dancer. I don't remember. Yeah, but I, yeah, I was like, I want to sound like this. Okay, yeah, <laughs> this is true. But yeah, definitely some of those, handful of those. We're definitely good to keep it a collect. Yes. So I'm going to move away from heat loaf for a second. Uh, Pax, you kind of mentioned this earlier, but um, you also record music under the moniker Sea Slug. Um, yes, I do. <laughs> does your creative process for that differ much from Heat Loaf? It kind of sounds like it does. You made it sound like it was a... I would, I would say so. I don't want to say Sea Slug is experimental, but it's definitely more or like less uh, like conventional rock than Heat Loaf is. I think all... Sea Slug is like just me and it's like only my input. And like I... That's like something I've always put pride in that it's like always just been me. Um, but it's really cool to like have a band and like work with people and have other people write songs because writing songs is hard. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I've been doing Sea Slug since I was in high school too. So it's like, I started the project with like a very different frame of mind. I've known Dylan for who's also in here for a very long time. Dylan was there at Sea Slug show. So like he's seen me progress. <laughs> Again, well, this is a Temple podcast, as you guys probably know, um, part of class. So I've got to ask some school-related questions, or at least one. I've noticed at least a couple of you are, are Tyler majors. Are there any ways that you feel that your creative work for school and for outside of school end up crossing paths, or any ways that they're like completely separate, like untouchable entities? Most of the time, I would say they're very separate, and I try to keep it that way just because... I find music to be something that's like free and fun um, and my school to be more structured and serious. Um, but I actually am, I don't think I told you this, I'm doing um, for my illustration class this semester, I'm making an album zine for Sweet Stroke. So um, for once they are crossing, but normally no, I keep them very separate because I've categorized them differently in my head. So I mean, you designed the album cover. Well, like yeah. A little graphic design major, so. <laughs> so I guess, yes, they do cross. I just pretend that they don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure the, the process is way different. I can vouch for that. Yeah. According to you, completely different from one another, except for when they kind of cross. Except for when they're not. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So kind of wrapping up the, the band questions. What's in the future for Heat Loaf? I know everything is pretty uncertain right now, but you guys got anything in the works? I personally have a goal that I want to release probably one final album with us. Um, so that would probably come out around the same time next year if we're on track for that. So keep your eyes out. Keep your eyes peeled. Obviously, we want to play shows as soon as possible. So bad. <laughs> um, but we'll see where it happens, how it goes. But... Um, that's the that's the loose plan, I would say. So one one final album is in you got like a planned expiration for this band. Sort of like I I would just I sh I guess I shouldn't say it in that way. I don't know. Like I just don't know what will happen once everyone graduate or once I graduate. Um, so we'll just see because I just don't like to have plans set in stone. I guess I'm making a plan set in stone. So. Um, let's just say one more album that will be while I'm in school and then we'll see what happens. But that's, yeah, that's fair. I won't press you about it anymore. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you guys, you finished the gauntlet of the serious questions and now we have some more fun questions. Okay. You're cool with that. Um, so you mentioned that you love bugs earlier. Uh, what's your favorite bug? Is there like a collective favorite bug or we can go through individuals? Raven's going. Huh, that's a hard question. Uh, I think grasshoppers are pretty cool. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I'm pretty big on worms. I like I like slimy guys, which is why I picked sea slug. I'm a gastropod person, you know, first and foremost, but I love a worm. I love a worm. Slimy guys. I like, I have, um, I have a new praying mantis tattoo that I just got, so I'll go, I'll oh, yeah. go with praying mantis. Oh, those are so scary. They're near and dear They're like heart. aliens on Earth. They are. Yeah. Yeah. They for real are. I'll go with that. I they, they eat their partners. I'm sorry. They bite the, their heads you know. off. Yeah. Crazy. 
They're aliens. Yep. Anyway, I would say <laughs> ladybugs probably because they're small and they're not too threatening. Safe one. Yeah. Here's the big one. Um, on a recent episode of SNL, indie folk artist Phoebe Bridgers smashed her guitar on stage during a performance of one of her songs. And Chuds online seem to have a lot to say about it. Uh, the million dollar question is for all the money. Uh, would you let Phoebe Bridgers smash your guitar? It's new. Here's uh, the thing. Here's the thing. I'm pro Phoebe Bridgers smashing guitar. I just don't think she did a smashing the guitar. She could have gone harder. She can smash my guitar if she like ruins it. Yeah. I don't want dents. I want it to I be mean, gone. There's a lot of pressure. She's on SNL. You can't, can't half-ass it. It's got to be... You got to go, go All the way. Ass. All the way. She was trying her hardest, though. It didn't look like she was half-assing it. She was... Yeah. I actually haven't seen the video. I've heard people talking about it. Yeah. It's a, it's a damn electro that she has in the video. Those things are like... Smashing is hard. Yeah. yeah. It is like, hard. Yeah. I feel like... And it was a solid body. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that's a hard difficult to do. thing to do. Yeah, I know. I'm in this. I'm in this Facebook group called Ugly Guitars, and it's all like 50 year old guys, yeah. and they were not happy about that yeah. video. They're so mad. People are so mad. They're acting um, like it's the first time someone smashed a guitar before. Like, yeah. How the- boring does your life have to be to get worked up? <laughs> yeah, and then they'll watch like a video of like the Who doing the same thing like yeah. 50 years ago and they'll be like so true like, <laughs> like, like pioneers like, so true uh, so true <laughs> um, to answer the first question though I would say if she got me a new one after yes yeah she has the money she can, yeah. she can afford it uh, yeah yeah no that'd be kind of nice of her if she got me a new one would you save the smashed guitar and like frame it? Maybe save something from it, but like the whole thing, that'd be really big. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm just thinking practically. <laughs> yeah. Practically in this in the scenario of her smashing your guitar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like if she if she really killed it, if she really like destroyed the guitar, that'd be a cool thing to have. But I'm not like I'm not framing something just chips in it yeah my mom texted me yesterday and she was like just listen to phoebe bridgers you sound like her and i was like girl what (laughs) (laughs) like out of the blue i was like thank you but like why anyway it was funny heat loaf collaboration with any artist living or dead you don't have to agree but if you do agree that would be really cool and funny for the podcast skrillex Great answer. Great answer. Really? Once the Skrillex remix drops. <laughs> yeah. He loves Skrillex remix? We need the remix. We need some we need some whoops. That'd be some heat. <laughs> Real heat. Yeah. I'm trying to think. First thing that comes to mind is Joan Jett, because we were, we wanted to cover her for oh, like yeah. a live performance, but that never ended up happening. No, that would have been fun though. I want to. I want to work with a real lady rocker. Mm-hmm. Any, any of them. Whatever. <laughs> Hit my line. <laughs> Raven, you have anyone? I don't know. Maybe Alabama Shakes. I just really like their music. Okay, to be honest, <laughs> I wouldn't mind collaborating with them. Yeah, that'd be cool. Those were all good answers from given the uh, the awards. Screw X. Yeah. I think. Yeah, that's the one that I'm that I'm gonna ship that pairing. Yeah. Okay. So, not collaborate if you could get dinner with any artist, living or dead, as a band or as an individual, who would it be? I'll go first again. Maybe Arthur Russell. I don't, I don't know if that's like too tiny for people to recognize who that is, but I love Arthur Russell. <laughs> this is so hard. Yeah. I don't know. Harry Styles. I'll go with Harry Styles. <laughs> of course. You guys can be there, but it's just going to be for me and him. I'm not surprised by that answer. <laughs> you have a Harry Styles cardboard cutout in your house. Yeah, he loves those. <laughs> you do? Yeah. He's, he's the house boyfriend. Word. Yeah, we have a One Direction themed hallway in our home. <laughs> um, anyway, I really don't know who I pick. I hate picking favorites of literally anything. Me too. Like, there's so many options. You don't act like, I don't know. I don't know. It's a lot of people. Yeah. 
I'll just go with Alex G. I'd love to meet the guy. And he's local. I wouldn't have to go very far. Yeah, I've met him. He's a nice I man. Like, I feel like he had some fun things to say. <laughs> He gave a, he gave beer to my I think he my ex boyfriend like sipped his beer or something at a at a show. He's a, he's a nice man. So, so generous, a man of the people. Yeah. I would put that on my resume, <laughs> <laughs> or honestly on my Tinder, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so true. So that's how you get there. <laughs> Networking. Networking. Mm-hmm. I don't really know who I'd pick, but. I mean, like, the first person that would come to mind would probably be David Bowie. Mm. That also came to mind. But, I mean, so many options. Yeah, no, that's a good pick, though. So it's Harry Styles. That's a consensus. (laughs) (laughs) You invite him to dinner next. Yeah. All all great, great (laughs) answers, of course. So this this one's a a bit of a a situational question. If you guys need your you know, adapt your, your mindset to really invest yourself in the situation. Help. The local marching band is having trouble making ends meet, and you've got to add one of their members to your lineup to help them stay afloat. What marching band instrument would you choose to include on the next Heat Loaf release, and why? I would want to do, like, alto sax or something. What? Oh, yeah. I love sax, but I feel like something, like, fluty would be, like, would work for the Mm -hmm. band sound, like... Like saxophone is sexy objectively, but like <laughs> I think tuba. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. That'd be, That'd be so cool. Like they walk on stage. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> it would be good. Tuba is underutilized. Yeah, Margot, Evie, my girlfriend who makes the album, played or played tuba. So we could get a tuba. We could get her in here. Imagine showing up to a DIY show and you just pull out a tuba. Everyone's going to go crazy. That is a great idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Okay, thank does, you. does she still have the tuba? I don't think so. Uh, but she, oh. I think she's still, I, it may have been like a rental situation. I just, all I remember is her talking about like giving her tuba a bath. She's definitely upstairs yeah. listening to me talk about her, but. <laughs> that would, if you can acquire one on the cheap, even if she can't play it anymore, like that would be a good fit. Just to like For sure. walk out with the tuba at the show. And just like, don't play <laughs> you just got So you just got the tuba guy there. Everyone needs to change their Tinder bios now to looking for a tuba. <laughs> yeah, right. Just a tuba, not the player. Yeah, no, we don't, need, we don't need a player, just a tuba. I spent like 30 minutes the other week just browsing tuba samples online. Because <laughs> like I was working on a track, I'm like, I think a tuba sample, tuba hit. <laughs> good right here. Did you find yeah. one? I found a couple of good ones. I have a folder of tuba samples on my computer now. So if you need any, uh, I can well, send them over. Yeah, we'll hit you up. <laughs> yeah, when you when you got that finished, I need to hear that. I need to hear the tuba flip. We got to wrap up soon. Last question of the day: You pick up any new skills during quarantine? Got better at my instrument. <laughs> I've been like bookbinding a lot of quarantine, like nice spelling books together. So that's been fun. So cool. Yeah, I took I've been time. like I've been like making rugs. Like I know that's like the queer like TikTok thing to do, but I've been making little rugs. I made Margot, can, can you show the cow? I know the people listening won't be able to see it, but I made Margot a cow for Christmas. Yeah, I need to see the rug. Little baby. Oh, oh that's I adorable. Yeah, man, I do that by hand. Yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. Cutters and- I didn't know you made them. For everyone at home listening, it is the cutest little cow rug I have ever seen. Utter yeah. at all. Uh, we're not just kissing. It looks so great. Uh, I've just been trying to get better at guitar. Maybe some piano. I haven't really been doing it recently, though. In the very beginning, I was like, I'm going to get better at things. And then kind of faded. But <laughs> it happens. I tried really, really hard to write something. I yeah. was like, I was like, I'm gonna put something together. I'm gonna be part of this music making process. And I came up with like one line of music, and I was like, okay, that's good enough. <laughs> I did, I did what I had to do. Yeah, but we did use it. So we should make a song where we just all make like a line and then just like 
combined it together. So true. See how it turns out. I want to experiment more. Yeah, that's I mean, a goal for us. For sure. Vocally, we were talking about doing that live for Only Hard Feelings at like the very end of the song when we like, when Margot just like talks and is like, man, I hope, what, what do you say? What do you say? Give a, I hope you get premature arthritis and balding. I hope you get a really bad splinter. I know this isn't like the writing process, but we were joking about like doing it live where we like pass the microphone around. I'm just like, man I hope you stub your toes so damn hard and just like <laughs> I don't know this is a cute there's lots of there's a lot of opportunity for that for sure yeah, that'd be that'd be fun so this question's kind of a two-parter as well as uh new skills you pick up any bad habits <laughs> <laughs> I don't I never stop eating <laughs> you never leave no, so exactly. Like, I think yeah. The pantry's right there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, probably just like being on my phone more than I would be because I can't really do much. Like, yeah, I was gonna say, I don't know. Maybe I'm just perfect. Really? <laughs> it's definitely me being on my phone all the time. Like the, yeah, the screen different. thing at the end of the week, it says I'm on my phone like seven hours a day. It's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I would say that probably same. Like as soon as I wake up, <laughs> it's bad. A screen is like okay. the only comfort we have right now. So mm. in a way, I'm not like, yeah, it's it's bad, but I'm also not trying to punish myself for doing it because we're in a pandemic, man, and I don't know what's going on outside of my screen or my house. <laughs> so it's all I have, you know. Yeah. They're they're low key like the like the bane of our existence as well. Like I wake up, I do the school thing on a screen for like seven hours. And it's like oh, I'm done with done with bad screen no, and then you go to the pleasure screen yeah pleasure screen. <laughs> it's, it's literally screen. just just closing out of canvas and opening up youtube <laughs> um yeah okay i'm gonna have to leave it at that unfortunately <laughs> i've had a lot of fun you guys have been like absolutely incredible this has been great um thanks again to the band for joining you can find them at at heatloaf on instagram Heat Loaf, spelled exactly how it sounds. They got that handle. Very impressed. Um, same with uh, same with Bandcamp. It's just heatloaf.bandcamp.com. Uh, they're also on Spotify, and I and I definitely recommend um, checking out their new album, which just dropped a month and a half ago. I guess it's very good. Um, so thanks again for you guys for joining. Uh, shout out Maria Dillon. Uh, I'm Nick Moore, and this has been Bell Tower Hour.